Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's your Daily Dose of Donna. It is Thursday, March 9th. I am off my game today, y'all. I had a sick kid earlier in the week with strep. Then I had my other kid wake up this morning and decide he's not feeling good. And I'm not risking the strep shit anymore. Like, I'm not risking it. If you've got strep in my house, we've got to get you on meds. Like, today, yesterday, the day before, strep is no joke. So I ran him over to the doctor. Well, it turns out he doesn't even have a fever. Not even a sore throat. I mean, this kid just totally played me. I'm getting played by my 10-year-old constantly about trying to miss school. So I just have to be smarter about this. Um, welcome in, you guys. I'm doing this live on TikTok. Hello, TikTok. We are going to have a little bit of a smattering of conversations today. There's some updates. There's some good updates. You know, I was noticing yesterday in my reviews, I'm going to read a review or two today because I'm not as crunched for time, that, you know, people are really loving the podcast. And I'm so freaking grateful about it because you don't understand. Like, I'm working my butt off on this show. I really am. I take it really seriously. I care so much about it. And I it's it's become a little bit of my baby. So if you're listening to this podcast, all I'm asking is for you to give me the five-star review below on Apple um, Podcasts. Right now I have 61 reviews and or 61 ratings, and I would love to get to 100. Like that's the goal is get me to 100 uh, reviews or ratings. Um, I got a couple new reviews yesterday. I got, I've been a Donna fan since the casting director days. I love her speaking style, high energy and great fun topics. This is a great daily listen. Well, thank you so much, Jen. Um, I am, yeah, I love talking about my former life as a casting director. And in fact, like I had a TikTok yesterday that did really well. And it was talking about Cole Sprouse, which was yesterday's episode. Um, just like that kind of behind the scenes feeling. And I got a lot of messages saying, oh my God, I want to hear more thoughts about working with young actors and whatever. So I can totally go into this in another episode. I can talk about finding Zendaya. I can talk about Jenna Ortega when I worked with her. Love, love both of them. Um, I can talk about Debbie Ryan. I can talk about, um, geez, China McLean and working on Ant Farm. I worked with a bunch of young actors and adults. So it's going to be a fun little conversation. I can tell you about when I met, you know, Dolly Parton and Kelly Clarkson on the Reba show when I was working on that show, or when I went to Hawaii for, um, for working on, what show was that called? Rocky Point. It was called Rocky Point. I can tell you about when I worked with Paul Wesley, who was at the time Paul Wazalewski or Max Greenfield, who was on New, New Girl. So like lots of fun little actor stories. And I'm definitely down to share them with you. But I just want to make sure that that's something you want to hear before I kind of like open up about like casting in those days. And I'm going to do a couple TikToks, I think, on, you know, casting right now in in life, there's like a lot of drama around self-tape auditions. I don't know if you guys have seen the articles. If you're not in the industry, maybe you haven't. But there's a big kind of uproar between the actors and casting directors right now about 
self-tape auditions versus in-person auditions. So I'm happy to chat more about that later. Um, I'll do an episode maybe about just casting in general with a process of casting. I got a DM this morning saying, oh my God, I, I want you to do a deep dive on how to get your children into acting. And for that, I say I have an entire podcast just for that. It's called The Young Actor's Guide. There's 50 episodes. I haven't updated it since 2019, but it's still live. So if you search The Young Actor's Guide and you're interested in getting your kid into acting, a lot of that content is exactly going to stay relevant now, maybe with a couple of changes here and there, but it's going to help you guys a lot. So thank you again. Of course, I also want to shout out my other podcast that I have live right now. It's called Show Up on Video. And in today's episode or this week's episode, I interview Morgan Wright and she is someone I met on TikTok. She is a like a celeb gossip, personal brand. She always talks about pop culture. She has her own podcast. She's really fun. So we talked about using video and growing on TikTok and how that grew her podcast, which by the way, every single time I do a TikTok about my podcast and it like goes well and a lot of people listen, they come on over and listen to Daily Dose. So it really does work. TikTok is like a great little funnel. So if you're seeing me on TikTok right now, make sure to follow and make sure to subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. Okay. We're going to talk for a few minutes. I have to. I have to scratch the itch of Vanderpump. If I don't, I feel like I'm I'm doing a disservice to you guys. Like I have to share. And especially because yesterday was, thanks for the follow guys. Yesterday was um, a new episode of Vanderpump, right? So we, we got to kind of like put our eyes on the story with new knowledge. And this kind of reminds me of, you know, like, okay, this is spoiler alert. Remember the movie, The Sixth Sense? The Sixth Sense, I see dead people. If you haven't seen it, Haley Joel Osment, Bruce Willis years and years ago. I don't feel like I'm spoiling it. I feel like there's like some sort of level of a certain amount of years and then you don't spoil things anymore, right? Like after a certain... <laughs> amount of years, I think we're okay. So if I definitely, you know, uh, if you haven't seen uh, The Sixth Sense, this is the time to turn off the podcast. Okay, we're going to keep going. So when you watch The Sixth Sense for the first time and you get that like that idea that you realize he's dead, Bruce Willis, like it's like, oh my God, it's shocking. But now if you watch it again with that knowledge, it's like, okay, he's dead. Like the whole movie is a different movie. That is what I feel like we're watching with Vanderpump Rules. It's like pre-Scandival and post-Scandival. And now we're watching it with the post-Scandival eyes, right? Like everything changes after a big traumatic life event. Like after 9-11, no one was the same. This is how I feel we're watching the show. No one is the same. Everything is different. Every interaction is different. You're watching things with binoculars looking for, you know, what they're saying to each other. Now, there, here's a couple sad things that happened in yesterday's episode that like, oh, stabbed to the heart. Ariana, friend to the end, bomb girlfriend, seemingly great human being, goes with Raquel bathing suit shopping. Now, would they have shown this episode or this um, scene had this whole thing happened? I don't know. I believe they're probably re-editing the entire series now. But anyway, they did go bathing suit shopping. And the entire time, Ariana's like, yes, Raquel, you look great. Yes, I want you to shine. Like, make your mistakes as a human being. Like, who would have thought that she's here, you know, massaging her, her friend's back, basically, saying, go out there and kill it in life. And meanwhile, she, this is happening. And during this timeline, this was happening. In fact, I saw something last night that like pissed me off. Raquel's, one of Raquel's, or I should call her Rachel's, one of Rachel's last Instagram posts 
was the day that she went to New York with Sheena for Watch What Happens Live. Okay, this was the day that the affair got found out. This is the day for the alleged punch from Sheena, et cetera. And on that post is Ariana saying, oh my gosh, you look so gorgeous. Have so much fun. Send me outfit pics. Like this girl was a friend till the end, right? Like she knew nothing and was giving her all the love in the world. That being said, in this episode, so you see stuff like that. But then I start, like, I can't look at Rachel Raquel anymore. I, I, I actually, I'm struggling to even, you know, look at her. Because knowing someone's capable of such evil and such, like, psychopath, sociopathic behavior, it's really hard to even give them the benefit of the doubt. And I, I actually, like, really, I look at her now and I'm, I'm like, you sad, sad thing. Like sad. I'm not sad for you, but I am sad for you. <laughs> I'm not sad like because I feel bad for you. I'm sad for you because where now? What now? Like her Raquel's, Rachel Raquel's journey in life is not to be the villain. She's not smart enough to be the villain. Like the Lala's of the world, they know how to be like the bad ones, right? Raquel Rachel is like deer in headlights. I've talked about her so many times on the show. Like she has not, she doesn't have the ability. She doesn't have the, like the mental ability to be the villain. How is this going to play out for her? I'm dying to know. Now, yesterday, some weird shit happened. So she came out with, um, she came out with, uh, you know, the picture on TMZ. And it's this cut that's apparently in this black eye that apparently or allegedly Sheena gave her when she found out, you know, about the affair last Wednesday. Well, then I see that there's people in her inner circle, Rachel Raquel's inner circle that are saying, stop lying. You had this black eye way before this, uh, this event. And then I noticed one of the people that was talking about this black eye before I recognized her name. And this girl's name is Tori Keith. And I shouted her out in my stories yesterday. Tori Keith is Sheena's best friend. Had no idea. Tori Keith is a former client of mine when I was a talent agent. So I used to be a talent agent at a company called Osbrink. And I brought Tori in and we represented her because we loved Tori so much. Hey, Nicole, welcome in. I'm doing the VPR updates from yesterday. So Tori Keith is Sheena's best friend. And I've cast her before. I brought her into audition. I knew her as a young girl. And so we start sending voice messages back and forth. We start messaging back and forth. And she gave me some tea. And I'm not going to share it because I'm a good friend and I don't share people's tea if they want me to keep it quiet. But let me just tell you, do not trust this Rachel Raquel. Okay. Do not trust this Rachel Raquel girl. Obviously we know that now, but it's like more and more apparent because even her inner circle has seen some shit. This is before all of this stuff. So that is an interesting little update. Okay, so the episode goes, she ends up hooking up with Garcelle Bouvet's son, Oliver, who technically, I guess, was still married, but I'm not going to fault her for that because he did say, I'm separated in the in the scene. He said, I'm separated. So you kind of can't fault anyone for hooking up because I think you just trust when someone says they're separated, although... I mean, I guess they could have done like a deep dive, but whatever. I'm not going to go there. But the point is, Lala had a crush on him. And the second Lala had a crush on him, Raquel's like, that's mine. See, she says she's addicted to love. I think we're all addicted to love, if I'm going to be 100% honest. Like, I don't know one person that doesn't want to be loved. 
I think being addicted to love is, is kind of a cop out. I want to be loved. My dog wants to be loved. My son wants to be loved. We're all addicted to love. I think the difference is, are you addicted to like healthy love? Or are you addicted to love that you can't get? or love that is a challenge, or love that someone else has. And that stems from a place, and trust me, like my dad and I have had a very challenging life, and he technically abandoned me as a father when I was very young. So I I struggled from this too. It's like male attention, and it's negative male attention, and I've gone through a lot of you know ups and downs with this. So I can kind of understand Raquel, Rachel Raquel, but this is to a level that I've never done. Never. Like I have like an open, fun connection with a lot of my friends' husbands and and boyfriends. Like that's just who I am as a person. But I've never, ever thought of or considered hooking up with them. Like I'm like, have I? No. <laughs> no. You can think someone's really hot. You can be like, oh my God. And, and the ones that I do think are hot, like the friends, husbands that I do think are hot, I've talked about it with my husband. Like it's not shocking. It's not like crazy. I've never, ever, I can't think of a time even when I was like 20, right? Like I, was, I wasn't thinking recent. I was thinking like back before I was married, was I ever into like my friend's boyfriends? And no, it just wasn't the thing. Okay. That being said, she clearly is struggling. And then Lisa Vanderpump was on Watch What Happens Live. And let me tell you, I'm like an old woman because I wake up at 5 a.m. So, you know, I had to watch it live. It's 10, 15, 10, 20. I can hardly keep my eyes open. I'm trying to watch Lisa Vanderpump. Nothing crazy happened in that episode except for the fact that I believe she was on a lot of, uh, you know, Vanderpump Rosé. And she was having fun chatting about it. And um, she was lightening the mood a little. Here's the thing. I don't know if that was the right response. Her concern is Tom. Tom, she has a very, very successful business because of Tom Sandoval. And if Tom Sandoval takes Tom Tom down, like, what does that mean? So here's my curiosity, and I'm actually like, I live in Los Angeles, so I'm like, should I drive over the hill? How busy is Tom Tom tonight? Like, that's what I need to know. I want someone boots on the ground. If you are a Tom Tom this week. I want you to tell, or Schwartz and Sandy's like, give it to us. Like, I, we need to know. Is it crowded? Are there spaces? Is it empty? Are people throwing tomatoes? Obviously, Tom Sandoval is no is not showing up there. I don't think he's ever going to show up there for a long time. But what's happening there? What's the morale? What's the vibes? I want to know. Are people going and supporting? Okay. Kristen Dowdy, separately, has released um, – <laughs> <laughs> One of the comments on TikTok is so good. And I think she's talking about me or he's talking about me. It says, this chick doesn't stop babbling, does she? If you're talking about me, <laughs> you're right, but it's called a podcast. So that's what we do on podcasts, you guys. We chat. And if you don't like it, sayonara. So, okay. So back to what um, Kristen Dowdy. Kristen Dowdy, who was like season one, season two, season three, whatever, Vanderpump. I'm rewatching it now. She was so good on that show. And I really disliked her on the show. I, I don't think she's a very likable person on, um, on that show. But now she's coming to Ariana's defense. And she released a podcast overnight where she talked about what's really happening. And here's a couple takeaways from it. Like there's a lot of stuff, but the main one, we do know that Ariana found the phone, found the pictures or the recorded FaceTime of them basically, you know, having phone sex, FaceTime sex. I don't even know, whatever. We know all that. Here's the craziest part is that all of these friends of Ariana's 
were at her house and just like, you know, being there for her, like trying to lighten her spirits, like probably having some dinner and drinks and cooking and cleaning and playing music and just trying to kind of like, you know, distract her because I'm sure she doesn't want to be sitting at home, like, you know, just in her thoughts. And Tom Sandoval comes home because it's his house too, right? He comes home, he walks right in and everyone's looking at him like, what the F are you doing here? And he's like, okay, I got it. I know you're mad at me. Like, what are you going to, what do you expect? I still live here. There's a vibe there of like, I don't give a crap. This is, I'm going through it too, which I think is textbook narcissism, but I know that that word gets thrown around a lot. So I'm not going to throw that around that word here, but I just found that really interesting. Okay. There's obviously more updates like Raquel is supposedly, Rachel Raquel is saying that she's not in a relationship with Tom. I don't believe that for a heartbeat. I'm sure she's still in love with Tom. Um, I think she has to say that she's not really with Tom to make her look better. But in fact, like a girl like that, like, no, she's in love with Tom. And there's probably a small part of her that feels like, oh my gosh, thank God we can finally be together. I could be wrong. But my guess, my prediction is that they are going to be together and maybe like even seriously to the point of like marriage, babies, there better be a baby out of this. I don't want them to have a baby, but like it better be worth it, right? Was it worth it? In fact, I know a couple of people who this has happened to. And in fact, you guys, yesterday on Jeff Lewis, Tamara Judge was talking about that this happened to her, her mom, her mom's her her dad started dating or started hooking up with the mom's best friend. And the mom's best friend, they ended up getting divorced. The mom's best friend went and started dating the, the dad. I think this is her dad or maybe a stepdad. And meanwhile, her mom starts dating the wife's husband. So like they found something out of it. I mean, you've heard this story before. This is a tale as old as time. A lot of my friends' parents, this has happened to. It's an interesting story where it's like the best friend. And I wonder like, what is the deal there? Is it just, does it just happen to be that you fall in love with your friend's husband or whatever? Or is it something that you're jealous of your friend? Like, what's the deal? That being said, um, Vanderpump Rules is just still giving. I'm sure it's going to continue to give. But the love addiction thing is is a piece that I don't know if necessarily we can stand behind what are your thoughts? Do we care anymore about Vanderpump Rules? This is what I need to know from you. Are we over it? Are we still excited about it? All I know is that the other celebrity news right now is about Prince Harry and Meghan, and I could care. I couldn't care less. I could care less. Whichever one means I don't care. That's how I feel about Frogmore Cottage. Don't care. Coronation. Cora, Cora what nation? I don't care. I don't care about any of the gossip. I just care about this. I don't care about Brooklyn um, Beckham. No interest. Larsa Pippen. No interest. Kardashians, bye, right? We're all about this. This is all we care about. So I will keep giving you guys updates as I hear it. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. I wonder how many more days we can do a Vanderpump episode for, but this is what you guys like to hear. Appreciate you. I will talk to you guys on the next one. Bye. <laughs>